0: Our new partner, who I'm really, really excited to announce, we are working with, super, super stoked. Thank you, Andy Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens, I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop, and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy, it's simple, it's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me my stomach in the mornings. I love it and I'm so psyched that they are part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste and the taste is actually really refreshing and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good. Um, and it's good for you. So remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop. Especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens, you can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some of my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it's, it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need, one scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash O-L-L-C. That's drinkag1.com slash O-L-L-C. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash O-L-L-C. That's drinkag1.com slash O-L-L-C. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com/ollc. Yo, yo, Liquid Death! Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115. With the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go to liquiddeath.com toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder to your thirst, stay hydrated, you know H2O saves lives. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast, I'm your host Toby Morris. Today I got my brother from another mother in the kitchen, I haven't seen this guy in many, many years, we have to figure that out in a moment, when's the last time we saw each other? Uh, Mr. Jason Navarro, thank you for being here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, good morning.
0: Do people call you Jay suicide too and shit like that? Or?
1: No, 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 I never got Jay suicide
0: You know just- how people call like people's names like Freddy Madball or... Jay Navarro. All right, sick. I li- I like that. That's it, man. Because there's a lot of people that used to go by that. It's interesting.
1: Nah, man. Uh, I've never had to have a nickname. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm that badass.
0: <laughs> or just to just like your band name. Um, when was the last time we saw each other? Ooh, man. It seems like a long time. Like like over ten years. It's got to be, shit. man.
1: I-, I feel like the last time I saw you was like, either at the Henry Fonda Theater. When I was Pennywise, working. that's right. Logos, or yeah. Or I swear I came down to see you play with uh. Haven Str- Hazen Street. Hazen Street. Oh I, shit. I feel like
0: 2005. Yeah. i will probably, yeah.
1: I think that I do, man. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Was it Hazen? It might have been Hazen Street. Hazen Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was the last time, man. Okay. I feel like it
0: was. Long time, man. Is that right? And then when did we meet? Did we meet in the Warp Tour?
1: We did, man. We did meet what on the Tour. What year was
0: that? I don't know. The Warp no Tour was idea. so sick back then, man. It was super rad. Such a game changer for bands. Y-
1: y- yep. Yeah, I, I think yeah, because my wife was out with me, too, and so Moon and Sander were kind of hanging out, and that's kind of yeah. how we met. I think, they were, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Something like that. And my wife doesn't usually like anybody. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, for the listeners, obviously, you have a really um, amazing family, six six kids. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible, man. Yeah. And one- you still look young, too. <laughs> You're looking good,
1: man. My dreadlocks are falling out. They are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, how long have you had dre- the dreads for now?
2: Mm.
1: I don't know, man. I actually just cut them. They're like down to down to my butt. They're oh, really? Starting to get in the way. Wow. Uh, you know, getting caught in the door. You have to put them up to use the bathroom. Or, <laughs> you know, I'm working construction. Like sometimes I'm grinding concrete too. That's like cause you got to go from the ground up. Yeah. You know, it's like.
0: Oh, Do they man. trip on your dreads and how you look at your job?
1: Uh, you know, I, I work for a lot of rich, like white people out in the suburbs. Okay. You know, and it's like uh. They kind of trip out a little bit. There's this other straight edge dude that works. I mean, his face is all tattooed oh, and stuff. Shit. But he's like a big teddy bear. And they, for, at first, like people are like, whoa, you got the Jackson inmates coming out here like working for you, you know, to my boss. And and then they talk to like Todd, and he's like the sweetest dude. So That's awesome. You know, they get over it pretty I mean, there's
0: quick. so many people with face tats, too, now. It's like not like a... Yeah. Back in the day, it was super shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing like Vinnie Stigma with the neck tattoo of like the '80s. I was like, "Holy shit!" Now it's just like normal for us. It seems normalized.
1: Absolutely. I remember seeing. I think I think the first neck tattoo I ever saw was Rat Bones. Oh yeah. Being in Detroit, I was like, "Oh man, his and tattoo like yeah, the yeah, Misfits." Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, that's hard. That's yeah. the first time I remember seeing. A neck okay,
0: tattoo. you're right. So you you got your Rat Bones in Detroit. I got my Stigma in New York. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's crazy, man. Yeah, I remember thinking, "Whoa!"
0: And, do, and you you've always been since I know, and you're always like working. Yep. Like, even with the band, you never stopped. Like, you have a really great work work ethic.
1: Yeah. I, I yeah, come from Detroit, you know. It's yeah. blue collar. You just, that's what you do.
0: Did you start working at a young age? I did.
1: I did start working. I mean, I might. Like I mean, your first I, job, you yeah, remember? Yeah. Well, my first job was definitely paper routes, right? Yeah. And uh, I used to actually do a paper route with my my my, abuela, my grandma, over over by Hermit Garden Projects. Wow. Which, is my, that was my paper route with her. Okay. I was a really little kid, so I would do it all summer with her for the Detroit News. And then I had my own, my own route in my neighborhood, too. But so that was like at a young age, you know, I was doing
0: that. And you, you have uh, siblings in your family?
1: Uh, I have two sisters, uh, but I was way older when my mom got remarried. So.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So are we grew up together that much or hanging out? Um, or?
1: Yeah. It, it, so things got bad at home when mm-hmm. they were pretty young, so I split. So that was I didn't. How old I, when mean you left? Oh shoot! Sorry, man. coffee burp. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think I I left super young. Yeah, no, it's probably seventeen or eighteen. Okay, yeah, that's kind of, that's normal. Things yeah, are yeah. getting crazy. Yeah, you know, my dad got into heroin and oh and, and man, my, you know, my mom was a very mean alcoholic. So I kind of like. I got to get out of here man i uh, i hadn't like you know my grandma my other grandma was just living with me too on my mom's side because she lost her house and uh you know that's they come from a different era of yeah the, the weird my like i remember coming, like my friend jelani was over and she said some weird stuff like that wasn't cool Okay, you know, and it was weird because my dad's Mexican, right? But she said some stuff. My friend Jelani, he's he's black, and she said some shit, and I was just kind of like, I gotta go.
0: Yeah. So I didn't really get to
1: get to know my sisters too well Mm. until now. Yeah. The past, you know, I've gotten to know them as you know grown women.
0: Yeah. So, and how were you as a kid? A wild kid?
1: Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, (laughs)
0: really bad. Were you going to school?
1: I did. Uh, I did. I did get thrown out of school. Fuck. Uh, I had to go finish at a different high school.
0: Just for, like, fights well, or whatever?
1: Uh, I was selling drugs, and they knew it. Wow. And uh, What kind
0: of drugs back then? Just acid and mescaline okay. and stuff like that. And, uh,
1: and they tried any way to get me out of that school, and they finally found a loophole to kick me out. Yeah. I mean, that, that principal even had me, like, arrested for skateboarding on property. Wow. They had really good concrete benches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. so how old is it? So did you graduate and stuff?
1: I did. I did. I finished at another high school. And it's weird because my my high school is always like the one I got kicked out of. Like, oh, the reunions this year, are you coming? And I'm like, my diploma is not from that high school. I, yeah, I got kicked out. I finished. Now you want me back? Yeah, and I, yeah, I never. I've never gone back.
0: Did you? Uh, were you getting into skateboarding super young too?
1: Oh yeah, uh, absolutely, man. Uh, Did that come
0: hand in hand with like punk rock and stuff too? D-
1: we, absolutely.
0: It was a soundtrack.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, it, it, it was. Dude, I remember uh, my first skateboard. My mom skated.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah, but man. In the seventies? Yeah, yeah. That's sick.
1: Pushing around on the the you know, the iron wheels, man. Wow. Steel wheels. Uh and so she bought me one of those little plastic Kmart pusher bendy boards, you know, with the clear red wheels, clear yeah. plastic. And I was pushing around my up like we lived in a like a low income housing uh apartment complex once we moved into the city and I was like trying to figure out I could I could picture in my head like there's gotta be a way to ride off the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. You know, I could ride up lift up front end, then lift up the rear end. This is probably nineteen eighty three, damn, 85, something yeah. like that. And this kid comes pushing down the road and he's got this big board. And he's just like the total stereotypical 80 <laughs> skater, like checkerboard colored vans, high tops, flip brim painter cap. Sick. He comes riding by and I'm like, Hey, what like where did you get that board? <laughs> and he flips it up and it says Agent Orange on the bottom. I'm like, Ooh. Oh, like, is that like the Vietnam stuff? He's like, Nah, it's a punk band. I was wow. like, what? And then he like skated off. I was like,
0: whoa. It was a vision board, right? Age Orange Vision? I think maybe? so, yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: And I was like, he, that
0: was the first time I was like, what the fuck is punk rock? You and that know? bit, those boards were so big, dude. Yeah. It's big and flat. Yep. yep. Like, triple the size of those little plastic Hobie boards or whatever, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you got deep into it. Yeah, that was it. And then punk rock, too. Around that My time? first
1: board was a Sims
0: Kamikaze. Ooh. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. So you're skating, you're going to school. And then how do you find, what kind of music are you listening to before you even find like punk rock?
1: Oh, like Michael Jackson, you know, wham. (laughs) Classics. (laughs) You know, it's funny because like in my, in my household, like they were listening to punk, my mom and dad, they're listening to the Stooges and MC5 and stuff like that. Right. But to me it was like, ah, it's my parents' music. Yeah. So like, you know, uh, African Bombado was a big deal. You go to the local, like uh community swimming pool. Like the lifeguard be playing like African Mbada or like Damn. Nucleus or something. Nucleus. So, is so it was a cross between horrible pop or, or that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Damn. And then, so what's your deal when you graduate? Like, what are your goals when you want to get out of school? I, did you already start a band while you're in school or no?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was doing the Suicide Machine. In, in high school? Yeah, well, at the end of high school, I started the Suicide Machines my senior year.
0: Would, would this be your first band?
1: Yeah, I was supposed to graduate. No, no, no. Uh, my first band. Was like a metal band. I was the only dude who wasn't metal. Six. You know what I mean? Like a DRI sticker on my bass, and was a skater. It's a
0: crossover. But
1: none of the other punk rockers. I wasn't too. I wasn't cool enough for all the other punk bands. Mm-hmm. You know, I was only going to see local bands, and then uh, I kind of just became the go-to guy after that. Like, yeah, once all the punks and hardcore people, like in Detroit, were like, oh well, Jay's all right. You know, I, I gunned for a lot of people. I played bass for like Screaming Bloody Leper Children, which was like a crazy crust. Punk band, like charged hair, and cold as life. Obviously, I played bass for them, and just Legends. a lot of yeah. And I just played for a lot of people because you know they're like, oh well, Jay will do it.
0: When did you start playing? We like self-taught.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. My grandma, my grandma, my mom's side who I who said that stuff that wasn't cool mm. saw me in a bad situation at the time, knowing that my family's situation was bad. It wasn't good and. She felt bad and was like, I got to give this kid some direction or some sort of like outlet because I was getting really out of control. And and she knew I liked punk and music and I'd been caught at, you know, underage at bars drinking at like 13 years old. Wow. And she was like, "Uh, I'll buy you and, an, you know, something. I was like, okay. And so she bought me a bass. And my dad, being the sketchball he is, is like, well, you need an amp. I'm like, yeah, so we go to this dude's house, and it's just packed full of stolen stuff, like to the brim, basement to the to the living room, just stereos, amplifiers, wow. TVs, all kinds of musical equipment, stuff you'd see in houses, and, he, and I don't know what sort of favor you owe my dad, but he's like, take what you want. So wow. I took a super big bass amp. Perfect. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he started playing.
1: Yeah, man. First band was a metal band, though.
0: Yeah, what you guys call? you remember? The Intravenous Demilo. Sick. You yeah, know, it was horrible. It's like a. Uh, <laughs> what did it sound like? Uh, like? Can you can you find it online? Anything? No, no. It,
1: it's we did. I remember we did. Uh, we covered like death, zombie ritual, like you know, it's like it was death metal. Yeah. You know, it, I wasn't really cut out for it. It wasn't like I I do like death metal. I guess you know some of it, but yeah, like, I was pretty deep into punk at that point. It was over.
0: And what kind of what was like the first kind of punk stuff that really connected you?
1: Mm, circle Classic? Jerks. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, man. Suicidal. Yes. You know, Black Flag, of course. But then, like, really quick being a skater, I, I started dipping into like SNFU and.
0: Uh, How about the skate rock tapes? Oh, they are amazing. Faction, skate JFA, Rock. Big uh, big Boys.
1: Well, the Big Boys are one of my favorites. Aggression. Yeah. yeah. Volume 5 is probably my favorite one. Okay. It's got. Uh,
0: so many of those, man it's
1: Got Yeah, dude It's got S, like Dehumanizers Subhumans from Canada Subhumans uh, Yeah, from Canada though And then it's got like uh, SNFU on it And it's got uh Oh my god SNFU was incredible Yeah oh, ever, Klaus Grabke's bands on it mm. uh, The old Santa Cruz skater That's uh, right I have the actual they're He's right. still around like, too Eight too. days a week Eight days a week Like had that kind of stuff on it And
0: Did you ever see SNFU? Oh yeah Me too uh, Incredible frontman guy. Oh my god Insane, pretty legit, badass yeah. man. Like, yeah, yeah, like a lot of like HR vibes too on stage.
1: Yeah, I saw him in '88 or '89. Same, probably it's back like then. St. Andrews Hall.
0: And no one else wanted to play album came out. Yeah, d- yeah. The yeah. other one was crazy too. Like, smells like fish. What the second was called was uh, interesting. You Swearing,
1: you'll catch them. No <laughs> catch fish. Yeah, yeah. that
0: was an interesting record too. It's great, but uh, he was so sick. D- phenomenal.
1: I actually got to play with him not too long before he passed away. uh I did this uh, solo, or not solo band. I did this kind of like pop punk band called Break Anchor for a while. And we went to London, Ontario to open for him acoustically. Mm. And uh, he was playing acoustic. Oh, wow. And I sat down and ate some French fries with him and yapped with him. Wow. Yeah, man. He's doing
0: SNFU songs, acoustic?
1: Yeah. Sick. It was really cool.
0: Damn, we're lucky we get to see that, man.
1: It was interesting,
0: man. That's cool. It so, was, when you're in sc- so what's your goal when you graduate? Is it to do music full time or did you yeah, so, uh, have a job at that time?
1: Oh, so, I did go, I did check into college and check uh, in. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I checked out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, so, I'd already done my first tour with the machines. So, that was probably 93 or 94. Yeah. And we went like all the way out west and we're playing like Gilman Street and stuff like that. Sick. And, and I was just like, this is this is what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, then we knew the following summer we were going to do like six or seven weeks with uh, that band Bucko Nine, who's still mm. friends of mine to
0: this six day. Six or seven weeks is crazy yeah. to think you, in about. In the right, U.S. Right now to think about that. <laughs> but it was nothing to us back then. Yeah. Six, eight weeks, whatever. Like it didn't.
1: Getting paid nothing, going into grocery stores, stealing black beans and tofu and making <laughs> sandwiches with like mustard. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. Touring now is way different, but yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But just that, that, that many weeks away.
1: Yeah. So uh you know, I, just, I dropped out of college mm. and uh
0: did you ever major in college?
1: Uh yeah, I was I was doing uh I was kinda I wanted to be like a nutritionist. Okay. You know? Yeah. But that was the initial thought and then I got so hooked on just wanting to live the vagabond life in a van and mm. you know, I was ready to go. Who's Jack Gavorkian? Jack Jackworkin, are
0: you serious? Well, i mean, I'm saying. Are you saying
1: so these people know in the pocket?
0: Yeah, wait, I mean, it's the original name of the Where, band.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. So, <laughs> he yeah, for the he, listeners, he was the first person to. He was in and out of jail constantly in Michigan. Uh, he did assisted suicide. Yeah. So if you're, you know, terminally sick,
0: it's a big deal. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: And you wanted out, and he wanted out in a, oh, an easy way yeah. for you to pass. Like he would do it yeah and he went in and out of jail and it was a is an interesting way to look at you know terminal illness
0: is that still happening now you think some places probably who knows yeah
1: who knows man all i know is like
0: but that was like crazy back then when i came when i was
1: yeah and and if that's your choice and you're that sick and maybe that's your choice your decision you know i don't know i it's 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 a heavy it's a heavy conversation it is you know and so we we're so inspired by him doing that and uh and a lot of people also don't know, like Bruce Spring- Springsteen sings that song, Born to Run. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks about cars in Detroit being made and calling them suicide machines. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I didn't even
0: know that. That's yeah. So we from. tied the two in together. Wow.
1: It was Jack of and the Suicide Machines.
0: Wow. Did not know that. Yeah. And then he changed it to suicide. Yeah.
1: Speaking of uh, Bruce Springsteen, the stupids, baby, we're born to skate. He changed all the words. Oh, shit. Yeah. The stupid, right? <laughs> yeah. Damn.
0: That's some deep shit right there. I didn't know that about the song and the name. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. So oh, are you just doing that full time, like right from the jump? But you're still working. And
1: oh yeah, was, yeah. We come home, get jobs, quit the jobs, go back out. You know. So was there
0: a moment in Suicide Machines where it was just full time and you weren't working a regular job?
1: Um. Yeah. There was a few years. Because we're sure. too busy, right? Yeah. Dude, We were gone like nine months out of the I know. year. You know what I mean? You know, you've done it.
0: Yeah. But like you put the demo out, you have the. the uh, first records, there's so many things that first split with the Rudiments and yeah. then the Hollywood Records deal and yep. so much. It just, I feel like you guys were like nonstop. We were. You make the record, you're going toward that whole cycle thing that everybody does.
1: Yeah, we started, uh, I would say, I mean, we would still come back maybe work a sm- small side job or something, but like, yeah, at one point, I don't even know, I saw Detroit I think like two days out of like nine months. Damn. You know what I mean? It would just be stuff like that. It was a grind.
0: Yeah. Were people tripping on the Hollywood Records deal back then? Was that a thing? Oh, yeah. Of
1: course it was. Yeah. You sell outs. Come on. I mean. It's,
0: it's just so crazy that that was such a big deal back then. We yeah, got yeah. the same shit. Like It was all about the label. Yeah, yes. It didn't matter if the record was good or not. You wouldn't give it a chance because mm-hmm. the label. That was the way it was. It's crazy that none of that shit matters no more. Yeah. Because it's, cause it's it. not even on the label. It's just online. But back then it was such a big, yeah. Oh, it was. So people flipped, people yeah. were tripping on you guys. Is
1: there any young people listening here? It was a, it was a thing. Yeah, it was weird. but like
0: not really in real. Same as it is now, but not really in real life. Like message boards, all that online stupid mm. shit. But it really wouldn't affect your performance when people come to see in real life, right? Yeah. It was yeah. just. It seems like it was a lot, but it probably was uh, dude, a I, few people. Who the fucking knows? I had
1: people give me crap for wearing Nikes on stage. Damn, down, you know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. It
1: was heavy. But that was
0: a thing too. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Punk was stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that's supposed to be so open-minded and mm-hmm. everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. became so judgmental. Oh, yeah And like had and this, I was
1: judgmental at times too. of
0: course me too I have my like punk blinders on for many many years. Yeah, like fuck any other type of music But this is it skateboarding punk yep. fuck pop music. Yeah, but then I fucking realize that like there's so many things out there and it's like and That's why I love the hardcore now because it's so many different influences. Yeah, you gotta have a little bit of everything in your life Yeah right? So you didn't give a shit about what people were saying back then or it did affect you at all?
1: No, my favorite thing was someone made a board game and threw it on stage while we were playing it and it was like how the suicide machines sell out and there's like fake money and they threw the whole board game on the stage. <laughs> I still have it somewhere. Did you
0: acknowledge it on stage and say something? Yeah,
1: Yeah, and then someone else threw up a shirt that had like our the dancing guy that we have which mm-hmm. is Jack working really uh, and they put like dollar signs on his eyes and shit and then they, they wrote the sellout machines. Like they printed it really nice.
0: Wow, and I still
1: have that too. I kept it. I thought it was rad. Damn! So
0: the time and effort people take out of their day and lives to make things because they want to hate on shit is interesting to me.
1: That's why I kept it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like you want out to print that, pay for that, to yeah. make that.
1: One hundred percent. Someone printed that shirt, and I love it. So, Fuck, I still have it.
0: So, when so when do you start your family? Is that what what part of your life is that?
1: Well, I never. You know, look, I, I was definitely getting to be a you know a dead end kid. You know what I mean? It was definitely like You're walling out. Yeah, I was walling out, man. And and I just thought, well, I'm definitely not gonna live past twenty five like most of us punks back then thought mm-hmm. because we were all the weirdos and the crazies. Yeah. And some of us were messed up and that's just the way it was. And you know, I was dipping into things I shouldn't have been dipping into and I thought, well, I'll be I'll be dead before I'm twenty five anyways and then I met Sandra and I was like, Oh crap.
0: Shout out to Sandra, man. Yeah, I don't
1: I never wanted kids. Yeah. Ever.
0: Because you are a big kid anyway. We're all big kids.
1: Yeah, I was a big kid, but I was also like, I knew I was just, I wasn't, you know, father material. Mm. And then I met her and I was like, well, I want to have kids with this person. She is a great human being. And, yeah. Uh, and that was that.
0: And that's like right around the band's like really kind of going too. Like,
1: yes, she went on tour with me quite a bit. Yeah. So and she loved it. She hated it. She's <laughs> sleeping on the van floor and all that stuff. I mean, she lived the hard life. It wasn't <laughs> So,
0: yeah, there's a lot of wives and like girlfriends that really. If interesting this interests me, I see people like the guy the girls that go after the guy in the band, right? Then they get then they get with him. Then they're like, I don't want you to do this anymore. I met you through the band. I loved your band, but now don't do it anymore. No I can't handle this shit. You're going away. But some girls that like ride or die like, Your girl came out, my wife sold merch for like ten years. There's a certain type of woman, wife, girlfriend, whatever that can really just be down for it.
1: Well, what was rad about Sandra was is the first time I ever met her, she was like, Your band sucks <laughs> And I was like Wow, you're mean. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, but I was like, I, that's I kind of I kind of like that. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, no, she no, she did not like the suicide machines. Wow. So,
0: but she supported you in your fucking big dreams and running around like.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no real dream to the suicide. Not machines. dreams,
0: but you still, but you still get to like run around and play music, music still in your fifties. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. we still we still look the way we look. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? We're still like kind of big kids playing music, and yeah, well, we have responsibilities at home.
1: True. But this is the culture we grew up in. This is our yeah. culture, right, man? It's a yeah. culture. It's a cultural thing.
0: It is. It's crazy we're still doing it, still playing, and still, I don't know, man, still skateboarding. Yeah. and It just really keeps you young, like, doing shit you love. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? like, Yeah. I mean, fuck,
1: man. It's 100% a culture. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. You know? It, it, maybe some of it isn't in our world, but, like, the people who are in it because they believe in it, or they believe in what most of this is sort of about... Yeah. You know, which it's so vast now in what any of the belief systems are. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a culture, man. It's not, it's a lifestyle or a culture, however you want to brand it.
0: Did you think you'd still is. be doing this, like, right now? It's crazy. Well, you were I, saying you thought you'd be dead by, like, fucking 25. So right, like no. No, I, 50. I didn't. I didn't. It's crazy.
1: Did I ever think I would change? No. No, no, I never thought I'd change. Yeah. You know, and I still really haven't.
0: Yeah. So... Just a dad, you know, his responsibilities, but still. Yep. yep. Then you have your kids, and the kids are like, then we have these ethics that we grew up on from the punk rock heroes, like Kevin Seconds for Me, Ian McKay, yep. Milo, yep. Verbal Assault, these other bands. I know Father Figure as well, like you. Yep. They look, at, look up to these people in their lyrics, and yep. then we become parents, and then like, those are our go-to guys as we were it's interesting you know what i mean
1: yeah i think i think it all, i mean all of it draws from a lot of things right like i would never would have became a vegetarian if it wasn't for hardcore punk yeah you know I, at the time i was almost homeless and uh one of my friends was a devotee and he's like just come to the temple get some free food on sundays you know what i mean and and they would see that i was living pretty hard and they would give me like 3 days worth of food and you know and to-goes and stuff and you know i would never would have you know gone because my friend wouldn't have become a devotee because he didn't you know because he listened to youth of today or shelter, or shelter or 108, 108 or something you know yeah. that's kind of how so that part that's I mean crazy. I think I think a lot of us take a little bit of everything in into our culture from other things or at least we I think most people try to take the good things yeah there's the, the and the you know the the dead end destruction self-destructive narcissistic punks but like there is there's a lot that but there maybe there's some good uh fuck the system ideas from them too right totally. like but i think everyone draws most people try to draw the best thing from all of these little ideas and bring it into to yeah. our culture which is punk and hardcore you and know?
0: that's what i feel like there's like there's like the fuck the world fuck the government fuck your parents and then there's like the other shit like let's fix the world yes. let's save the animals let's, that was me let's be drug free let's be, think straight and there's all these different versions of
1: i felt i could save the world yeah i was the you know naive and young and just like,
0: Wow, we can change
1: it, you know. Yeah. Which you just change yourself, you know.
0: But it's interesting how the world has changed as far as veganism and vegetarianism, plant based and all that now, how it's like it's insane. It is insane like just touring this options everywhere.
1: I hated stealing from like a little mom and pop nutritional store and I'd be on tour to get tofu. Yeah. (laughs) But I was I had no money. Yeah. I couldn't survive I couldn't sustain myself on stealing anything from normal supermarkets, which I did usually. Yeah. You know
0: but you were surviving, yeah. How long be vegetarian for now?
1: Uh, I started toying around with it probably ninety ninety one. 91. Um, I had moments where I wasn't, yeah. you know, but I, I don't know. It was
0: hard back then, touring, to to maintain.
1: Yeah, I remember. Well, so I was pretty good, and, like, the first time I ever went to Japan, I was like, I'm never going to eat this kind of food or this culture again. I'm just going to eat everything and just check it out once. And that was probably 96, but that's really the only times I was eating meat. Yeah. Um, right around that same, I think it, uh, that same time that I had gone to Japan, I think one night Fletcher was making uh they ran out of stuff to make daiquiris or drinks. Yeah. And they started throwing hot dogs in the blender. Wow. And, and we made daiquiris out of hot dogs. So was, I think that was the same year. That
0: sounds horrifying.
1: It was but I it don't know. It sounds
0: like some Fletcher it, shit. Yeah, it was
1: pretty funny. But uh Wow. But you know, that 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 was probably the same year I went to Japan. That was the only other time I've like really dipped back into any ever eating meat and I just so I don't know.
0: A Long time, man. Yeah, almost thirty years. Anybody in your family vegetarian? the all kids of
1: them, They all are all raised vegetarian. Wow. Got like a couple of vegans. Damn, that's they amazing. They did that on their own. I don't. I don't do the the vegan trip. I still wow. eat cheese once in a great so while. So many kids
0: are? That's amazing, man. A couple
1: of my kids are vegan, and you know, all six of them raised vegetarian and
0: and homeschooled too. You all right? homeschooled. Fuck, man. Yeah,
1: that's incredible. Yeah, it blew my mind when my eldest turned down U of M, Michigan, to go to Wayne State to become a lawyer. So. <sighs> Yeah, props to Sandra. I yeah. didn't teach him. Sh- I'm, the, I'm the idiot, <laughs> right? Like, that's all Sandra. That's not me.
0: I always, <laughs> yeah, you know, the wife holding it down. It'd be like, I'd be on tour for the six weeks feeling super guilty. Then I get home and my wife was like, here you go. Like, I've been doing all this. And then, like, let's go to the movies. Let's go do this. She's like, oh, you're the fun guy. I'm, the, I'm like the serious one. I have to, like, have the rules and the structure. Mm. Then I come home with this guilt, like, let's go do everything fun. And it's like, trying to have that balance, you know? It's. We yeah. have six, so that's fun. it's hard, man. Any of your kids into music? Like,
1: playing music? Um. My when my youngest daughter wants a drum kit, she's pretty into. I mean, they all like de- like you know. My son Cash loves Twenty One Pilots and stuff like that. You know what I mean. So some of them do. Yeah. Uh, you, you, are they
0: turning you on to new music too?
1: Uh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes for sure. It's funny, like you, you know how it is. Like it's cool because I saw Max Drumming with you. That's sick. Yeah. But uh, thank you. You know, I mean, my 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 kids are just like. Pfft, Whatever dad. dad's music's Whatever
0: They don't fuck with Suicide Machine No
1: or? no no pun I was funny Because they came to One of those last couple warp tours we played In Detroit And they are like Like dad Like everyone knows you Everyone knows your <laughs> band They like your band mm-hmm. <laughs> They don't know <laughs> You have no idea
0: That's cool though Yeah My son turns around like crazy Like mumble rap And we went and saw like Travis Scott, all these different groups and stuff. And he's opened my mind to it. Tyler, the creator and all those other artists. Tyler, the creator's awesome. Incredible. Yeah, very cool. It's interesting when your kids turn you on to stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, It was funny, though, because my eldest daughter did like Green Day. That's cool. And I surprised her one day. I was like, hey, we're going to go see Green Day. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's go. I go up to the box office, and I'm like, "Uh, hey, I should be on the guest list. She's like, what? (laughs) And I'm like... Yeah, I'm on against me's guest list. <laughs> we, me, yeah. yeah, they put me on the list, and I'm like keeping my fingers crossed she's gonna love against me. You know, so I took her to see Green Day, and, and she's like, nah, she didn't like against me. I was like, oh god, she's trying to hook her.
0: <laughs> but at least Green Day too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Green Day's great. I was, just, but it was, you know, that was about the only punk band I think any of my kids, any of them, like.
0: And she found it on her own kind of right? Yeah, she did. I like that too. Yeah, yeah. I like when like, like my sons heard a bunch of bands growing up, and then. A couple months ago, I got in the car. He's listening to a Judge song, which he's never really cared about and right. seen them. It doesn't care. It doesn't, he knows Mike, but not like, he doesn't care. Right. I was like, what's up with this? Oh, this song's fucking slaps. This song's sick. I'm like, really? You like Judge? He's just playing in the car. I was like, holy yeah,
1: fuck. And you just got really excited. Yeah, as it was a like dad. a cool moment because like, he <laughs>
0: refounded himself. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, yeah. he loves death. He loves crazy shit like um, Fit for an Autopsy. He loves like. Uh, so many crazy, like really fast death metal type things that we never liked. Me and Moon. Right, right. Like he grew up listening to every type of music except for that. And then he found that that was his thing. Yeah, it's a Slayer thing, and like all this other stuff and Fit for a Cowboy, whether not Fit for a Cowboy, something for a Cowboy, Job for a Cowboy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All this crazy, crazy shit.
1: Tech metal. Yeah. Yeah, I got That
0: I never really could understand, but now I love Slipknot now because of him. Copy. Like I never, I would never have gave that a chance.
1: Yeah, actually, my youngest daughter like Slipknot.
0: Then he took, That's saw, why she wants to play drums. I saw him live. Jay's amazing. I saw him on Ozfest. Yeah, I seen him live, and then he, they're fucking incredible live, dude.
1: Yeah, I walked out on it. I thought it was okay. horrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's some albums that have melody and shit. Cause I'm a melody guy. I'm not like a Word. really a scream guy. Word. You're a melody person too. It seems right. You like I'm everything. both. Yeah. When I
1: did Hellmouth, it was nothing but screaming. Yeah. And then, uh, but with the Machines, yeah, it's melody. Break Anchors melody. The Traitors is melody. For yeah. Sure, man.
0: Left in Room was that another one too? Yeah,
1: so just played guitar for that one. There's
0: so many groups you were doing, man. So many things you were doing.
1: Yeah, man. I like all kinds of music, right? I can't I know. stick to the same genre because I like it all.
0: I love that you did that, and just you know what I mean. Yeah, I think. some things you can't just do with suicide machines.
1: Yeah, man. I need it all. Yeah. If I was good at you know rhyming, I'd do hip hop, but I'm not. So
0: <laughs> I talked about that yesterday with Hoya. We love hip hop so much, but we never tried to rhyme because we respect it so much too. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can have like some rhythm uh rhyming kind of lyrics in our punk songs Mabel has that fucking bounce oh they got anyway. the bounce, man but like then they really tried Mabel. to rhyme on it you know it's like it's different yeah that's the one like genre that i love so much that i would never try to rhyme even though i sing along to shit i was like nah yeah, oh, yeah you know in hazen street we had some kind of rhyming stuff but it wasn't like straight hip-hop right so that's, that's true so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah a, so that's the one genre you really wouldn't try to do right right how about some country shit for you
1: uh it would have to be like old school sounding country. I do like I, what I would really like to do is actually take some lessons on how to play like jazz guitar. Oh, yeah. I, I like jazz, too. And, you know, there's a lot of chords that we use playing reggae with the traders. That's almost jazz chords at times. Yeah. So I would love to do jazz, but I don't even get it. I love listening to it. Yeah. And it's the same thing as hip hop. Th- I'd probably just ruin it. You know, yeah. or, you have too much respect for it, but I love it. I think it's so good. Same thing with hip hop, man. Like jazz and hip hop. If I could only do that and do it well, I would love to. But I, I that's that goal is unattainable. I think as much as I'd like to think I could <laughs> set a goal and hit it. Eh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. So. And, and Su- Suicide Machines, she had such a great run. So many records, so many tours, yeah. songs on the radio, videos, all that stuff. Um, the en- the ending of Suicide Machines was just everybody's kind of burnt on touring and just, <sighs> well when was it, like the, a mutual thing or just everybody's just like,
1: so it's a long, horrible story. Okay. I, that's all right. Nobody liked up. the guitar player. Okay. And he burnt a lot of bridges. Okay. I we, think I knew this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he finally burnt the bridge with me and I was done. And when we reformed the suicide machines, a good friend of mine who is an anarchist and an activist was popped by, uh, an infiltrator that was a fed undercover. And so Jesus, we, we got the machines back together to pay this really good lawyer for him. Mm. Uh, to get him out of trouble with the feds, which he's still in trouble, but he didn't end up having going to prison. So we reformed. Okay. But when we reformed. We the drummer of my band Hellmouth was in this great punk ska band back in the day called Bottomed Out, and I knew he could play guitar great. And So okay. we did these. This
0: with the, with this guy
1: with him playing guitar, and he's like a friend of ours. It's like two
0: thousand uh, s- nine or something, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, and he was the drummer of my of my hardcore band, so it was like. He's already family. Yeah, and so we got it back together, and uh I don't know, man. We just started writing songs with him again, you know, and it, it turned out kind of good. Yeah. So.
0: And the other guy didn't try to come back or nothing, nah. N-
1: uh, no, he is a little mad at us for, to keep going without him. But I mean, he lives halfway across the world, and, and you know, the, I couldn't keep people in the band anyways. Everyone yeah. was wondering why so many people would leave with the Suicide Machines. I. No you were could, holding it down, man. No one could get along with our guitar player, and finally, okay. I just I'd had enough too.
0: That was that. Yeah, was it the first time you really just wanted to quit, or did you want to quit any time before that? Just got uh, burnt on it.
1: No, I I've never. I never really got
0: burnt out. Yeah,
1: I just you know it's you know how it is. You're stuck with a you know a lot of people with a lot of different uh, yeah a lot of different personalities, and his personality just wasn't great. You know. Yeah.
0: Was it San Andrews Hall when you guys got back?
1: There's uh no, no. We we did a, a bunch of shows in one night. We played like a squat, a really big Damn. club. And then uh and to raise money for my friend Steve. Yeah. And uh and then we just decided and then a friend of ours was like, Hey, will you play our like we're we're doing a um they got they're getting married. Okay. And so they did a, like hmm. a, a party in this bar, they're kinda like engagement party. Okay. So we played like the engagement party in the bar, and then we we're kinda like, you know what, let's just Let's try to write some songs. It wasn't really working. And then people started seeing that we were doing that, and they started calling Stormy, and we're like, hey, will they play these shows? Ooh. And we started playing shows again, and then a couple, of years, to, yeah. couple of years down the road, we started writing, and turned out good. Wow. So,
0: Shout to Stormy, man. Yes. Fucking she's, legend.
1: She's a great, great human being. So. we
0: been with her for a long time, man, huh? I
1: have. I had to fire her last year, and it was really hard. Oh, wow. It was very hard to do. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in, probably in my life, to Damn. be fair, because I love her a ton, but things just weren't working out between us and her. Yeah, and,
0: she fired us. Yeah. Well, because we, well, she, <laughs> Rancid got us a booking agent after yeah. our first seven, and she had two songs out. They're like, yo, Storm is going to book you. We had nothing to do we had just two songs, so. Just, we weren't ready. We were such babies. Uh, she really fired she was like, I'm going to let you guys go until you, until you get your first album. We never, we never came back with her. Yeah. But it was really nice they did it, but we we had nothing going on. We're like... Yeah.
1: She's 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 awesome. She's a great person. I, still I, in the game. Man. I it's, do love her. I, DIY I mean, it sound, it's, there's nothing negative about it. Just things weren't working out anymore, you know, and so...
0: Did you have different managers throughout your career and all kinds of shit like that?
1: We had one, and we fired him because he was crooked okay. and, and not good. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't mind that fire. That's not out.
0: bad. One out of that. This yeah. many years. We yeah, had yeah. so many, bro. We got caught up in that shit. Can I use your bathroom? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right, yeah. sorry. Get, people do this all the time. Yeah. All right. Done. Cool. 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 Just give me one second. All right. Piss break. You always talk about stomach shit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had stomach issues my whole I don't know why we're talking about this. Food gears. But I had stomach issues my whole <laughs> life. I carried toilet paper with me. It was like a thing. That's the worst with taurine. With taurine. So I, then I, about a, a year ago, I cut gluten out of my diet. And my stomach's been totally normal, not bloated. I don't have to go to the bathroom all the time. I thought being a vegetarian, vegan, you had to go to the bathroom like 700 times a day. It's not true. you think you had May, I, Yeah, I think, I think I had celiacs. But I just didn't go to the doctor. But I did an 18-day juice cleanse. And then reintroduced all these foods like fake... No fake meat for me anymore. None of that over-processed shit. Probiotics, probiotics type shit, yeah. So now my stomach's totally normal, man.
1: Yeah, I find it funny that uh, people think it's cool to eat fake meat. I mean, it's cool because it tastes kind of different for the day, but like, yeah. most vegetarians who were around when we started it, it was like, you're making your own food from scratch because it's, totally. it's just better. Just beans, rice. Yeah, yeah, everything.
0: But where the fuck was kale? What was kale and quinoa back then? <laughs> We're skipping around for us.
1: <laughs> it's it's we fake. Said, they re- someone engineered it. I mean, lab.
0: we just had tofu. <laughs> and all that other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, cr- it's fucking. It's yeah. crazy how everything's changed like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, when you guys have like the songs on the radio and stuff like that, and shit starts blowing for you guys, how, how does that change for you as far as like your life?
1: Well, I, I mean, you know, you know, yeah. Because from really... a
0: van to a bus, just all that. It was stressful.
1: Um, we were in vans almost the whole ent- entire run of the machines. We probably warped tour bus. Though. Well, only warped tour buses. Yeah, you know because you could do. Which we did so the first expensive. couple. We did the first couple in a van, and it was. Just we did like, too, and it yeah, went to I remember all kinds of shit. It's too hard. Hard, bro. So yeah, it wasn't first, made for that. Yeah, it's first world problems, right? But it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was not easy. Like yeah. it was just not easy to do. Yeah, it was brutal, and uh. I don't know, man. So, I didn't, you know, what's funny is I, people ask me this all the time. Like, I didn't notice we were already doing the DIY thing for so long. Yeah. That, you know, we were having like four or 500 kids a night at all of our shows, usually. It didn't matter. We were already kind of on our way to doing it well before the major label thing. Yeah. And the major label thing happened, and nothing really happened, even with the songs being on the radio and MTV. And then, uh,
0: Was it those Tony Hawk, man. Tony Hawk, Hawk pro skater. Game changer.
1: Dude, like overnight, we were going from 500 to 1,000 people at our shows. And I guarantee you it had to be because of
0: that video game. That was a shit back then. Beyond that's huge. Such
1: a big deal. It was bizarre, man. Like overnight, it was like, it legitimately was overnight. Like all of a sudden, that video game came out and all of a sudden it was like, there's so many people at our shows. It was bizarre.
0: That's crazy because that's pre-internet too. Yeah. So that's just straight up a video game hearing the song. Yep. So, wow it's crazy so you felt that change Yeah, absolutely so bigger than any single or video yep. play any of that 100 wow and that's and that just stayed like that for a while and just like then
1: yeah it got bigger and bigger and then it died because we put out a couple bad records and then we did <laughs> another record with uh side one dummy and yes. it was like we had a, a second wind in our career and all of a sudden yeah selling a bunch of records and people coming to our shows again and then we broke up and then we got reformed with a new guitar player, and then all of a sudden people, like there's like a third wind or fourth wind. So or, many records, man. It's bizarre.
0: And you had your own label, too. Yeah. I, records?
1: Yeah, I was just kind of putting out my own stuff. That's all.
0: Is that still around?
1: No, no. I, just, I have the money for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> or the time.
0: You did it for a minute, though? Just putting out your own stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just didn't have the money or time. I really wanted to put out bands I like, too, but I just didn't have the time or money to put into it. I knew I, I didn't, so. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it wrong.
0: Yeah, you know. So then, playing shows with Suicide Machines back together, and then, and then the, that's up until like the pandemic too, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. We wrote we our record came out legitimately the week the pandemic yeah. dropped, the one that we just we did for Fat. Fuck. Uh, yeah, Revolution so, Spring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, dude, it was the first. It came out the first. So week So we never COVID.
0: really played shows on that. No. Nope. Still.
1: No, no. Well, now we have. Now you are, yeah. Yeah. Now we're playing a lot of the record, but. Fuck. But dude, it was like it's the like, eh, oh, it was the worst. We Ugh. did we did the Zoom hangout the day it came out and got drunk together on the Zoom because we we're like, all right, happy record release wow. day. It was it's so fucking brutal. It was so stupid.
0: And then, what about your job too? At that time, that kind of shuts down too, or
1: well, well that was kind of like the best thing that happened for me. And I know that uh, the pandemic was a lot, really bad for a lot of people, but somehow it, it worked out in my favor. Yeah. Um, you know, I was working nights. I wasn't seeing my kids anymore.
0: How it, many years you there for? You said before? fifteen. Wow.
1: And they. And I was trained to be a leader, a boss, if you will. And then I realized I did not want to be the um, babysitter for fifty-year-old grumpy men who yell at each other and complain and moan and talk <laughs> crap on each other. Yeah. So all a years training of being a boss, and they're still trying to push me to be a boss. And the pandemic hit, and like, all right, we're gonna furlough people. It's only gonna be like a month, I'm sure. I remember that. She like, remember who that. wants to take the first? Fur- who wants to take the first furlough? It'll be like a month, I'm sure. And I was like, me. And they're like, what? Like, you're a career, dude. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, this is, you guys are dumb, and you don't know, realize what's about to happen. Mm. And I've had enough of the night shift. Give me the furlough, I'll take the furlough. No one could believe it, because I'd been trained to be a boss. I would I would take over my bosses, like, they, they'd they always make me start the day up for the first couple hours, because they didn't feel like coming in. So I would start the whole department my warehouse. Damn. And everyone's like, dude, you're going to be a boss, you're going to be a boss. And I was just like, I'm out. And they're like, what? Wow. So I took it months later you know all the you know months later yeah oh yeah i mean i was it was nice cuz i'm not going to lie i was like in i don't know how many protests and marches during yeah, that time for sure. because of what was happening with uh the black lives matter movement and uh i don't even know well over 100 150 i don't even know how many and they, protests and it with your family and all that and everything too. yeah and yeah. i got to know my family again too mm. you know and i was like getting to know my family cuz i was no longer doing the night shift thing and then uh, my nice. f- my friend, uh, who used to live with the bass player the Suicide Machines, has a construction company and was like, we are slammed. We need help. I During need- the pandemic? Yeah. Wow. He was like, yeah, construction, construction was all, crazy.
0: Yeah, people building all kinds of things in the yards we do in their houses. Yeah. Can't go anywhere. They
1: got the money to spend. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you have built skate parks and ramps. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, so you know your way around tape measure and tools? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'll give you 20 bucks an hour and I'll even bonus you overtime. And uh, we were working like 60, 65, 70 hours a week. Jesus. at Just uh, building, remodeling In the like middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic. Fuck. Just like, you know, making like $40,000, 50000 in two days, remodeling people's garages of all things. Making and be uh, gy-
0: making gyms, all kinds of shit back then, yeah. Yeah, and my <laughs> company
1: calls me back. And it's, I heard they went through, it was horrible for them. I heard how bad they because it was a food distribution warehouse. Okay. Which did restaurants, for rap, schools. Dude. Yeah. And they were like, uh, hey, you can come back. And I'm like, okay. Well, like doing what? They're like, well, if you want day shift, you'll have to pack a truck. And I was like, man, I hucked cases, you know, You've done all seven that. to twelve, fourteen thousand 14,000 cases a day. Horrible for your body in a freezer. Like, I'm not going to go pack a truck. That's, Twenty six thousand cases a day stacking them inside of a truck i'm like i'm not coming back like, all right well, well we'll tell you what the next option is a couple months later they hit me up hey do you want to be a janitor and i was like what it's <laughs> like you listen man no because i want a day shift I kept, that job bro. well i kept telling them i was like i want day shift i'm not coming back for night shift i don't care i don't care how good the position is i'm not coming back for nights and they hit me up they couldn't believe i wouldn't come back and then they said, the janitor position will even give you your normal pay, which was good pay. Yeah. And like, we'll probably try to make you the head of the department. And I was just like, man, I'm good. Wow. I'm out. Damn. My boss it likes so nice. Yeah, my boss likes me. He pays me insanely well. I get to see my kids. I'm on a normal schedule. My boss knows punk rock. He's a punk rocker. The other guy who co owns the company was the drummer of this hardcore band, Social Scare nice. from Detroit. And, and they let me play in shows and. They get it, yeah, you know, we
0: did your time, fifteen years there, man.
1: Yeah, so I was done. I was wow. cooked, man. The reason, the reason why that hellmouth band started, because I was so depressed and angry about everything that that's that was that the result that was hellmouth. Mm. That that job was driving me nuts.
0: Yeah, we really like, are miserable there for many years. Miserable,
1: man. Miserable. Night shift but, will get, get. I mean, it got me. It just got me.
0: Drove me nuts. I felt insane. So what time would you were you work night to, all the way to the morning like?
1: Yeah, so there's two different shifts I would do. Um, the bizarre one was I'd have to get there at 4 in the morning, and I'd be done at about 5 or 6 in the afternoon. That was the easy day shift. And then the wow. night shift, I mean, I had to drive an hour outside of the city to get to this job, too. And sometimes Damn. traffic is so horrible getting out because you're starting at 5.30 at night, having to deal with the traffic leaving the city. Yeah. So I'd have to leave at like 3.30 in the afternoon and try to get to work by 5.30, and then I wouldn't get home until six thirty seven in the morning.
0: Brutal man.
1: Yeah, it was it was awful. I was going nuts, and so I just I don't know.
0: But that's that that's that like real dad shit. Mm-hmm. Just do what you gotta do for your family and take care of your family no matter what. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Like I may was, not
1: be the best dad, but I try to be. You know, I try to I try to be a a better dad than I had. You know
0: exactly. You know. But now you have time for them. That's really that's a blessing that it, that actually happened. It's
1: cool. I feel like there's moments where I didn't even get to know a couple of my kids because I was just I would wow. sli- I would sleep all day because I was working. I'd see him for an hour, go to work, you know?
0: So I'm sure you guys are way more tight now from all this. Uh, yes. I think I, it brought a lot of families together, just having their kids home from school, just everything, the whole thing. Yeah. A In lot the, of negatives, but a lot of positives.
1: So many negatives, right? But I just, I had a really good positive experience. It, I, it was almost like a good reset Yeah, with me and my family and, and Sandra and, you know, it was
0: good. That's really nice, it's man. life, man. I, th- good. I think there's a lot of resets for people. This reset for the whole world. Yeah, it was the awful. I lost like a few friends during the pandemic same. because of it, you know? And same. But it's also like, the, you know, the planet Earth was like putting us on a timeout. Like it's interesting. For, you know what I mean? It's interesting. Like time to take, take, sit down for a little bit. Yeah. You've been fucking killing me for fucking years. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to see the radar pictures of the air quality in a lot of cities.
0: Yeah. It was bizarre. It went all down. It was crazy. Yeah. It was such a crazy time. It seems like so long ago, too
1: yeah well it was a long it, it, <laughs> it was a long stressful
0: it was it was interesting like <clears throat> i was like i learned how to like not stress about things that i have no control over like is my band ever going to play again i don't know maybe not but i got my podcast i'm home i got my family i'm safe i'm healthy yeah. like what am i going to do i can't control that no nope. everything kept getting pushed and canceled and blah 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 and just if anything's i gave can... up thinking about it
1: yeah man that's one of the best assets to ever have is to just know that if something is out of your control yeah legitimately out of your control then just breathe in and breathe it out and let it go man
0: were you stressing when it went down everything or no with music or anything (sighs) just the future of the world
1: i was just stressed out at watching more so the world like that was at the time when just it seemed like cops were
0: murdering people left Mm
1: -hmm. and right and that was insanely stressful. And it was
0: magnified, too, on our phones all day, watching everything go down. Yes. It, it was, was not helping. Ins- the phone. I know, dude. Yeah. That was Social not media, helping. Social media, just everything was like, the yep. news, the news, and the Trump tweeting, all that shit yep. was just every day.
1: Yep, yep. And then, yeah, that was, was... And that you were
0: home, stuck at home. You really couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Well,
1: like- we, we we were, we pandemic or not, man, everyone was... Protesting. Yeah, and, we were out too. Here too. Yeah, it was really man. close to my house too. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty insane in Detroit. I saw a lot of bad things happen. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah, man, that was uh, that was that was hard.
0: Crazy time, man. Very crazy time. But now but, we're out of it. Now you're on tour. And now you're playing shows, and now you're back and <laughs> back. Yeah, <it's, laughs> are we back to normal life? I'm not really
1: sure. It's I mean, hard. it feels
0: like it's close to it. Right, right. Do you know what I mean?
1: It is. It is. I get to. I got COVID last last year, really bad. First time, yeah, not yeah, no, uh, I've had it twice, but this is the first time I had it. And
0: uh.
1: shots are not, man, like I was out for a month, like wow. I, I could not believe how Banked bad out. it was. I was scared, man, for a little bit, yeah. And the second time I had it, it, was like nothing, you know.
0: You don't seem like somebody's like a hypochondriac or anything like that. What you don't seem like a hypochondriac or somebody gets really scared about, shit no, no, I you don't. seem really chill about that, yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't trip on much these days. <laughs> So you had COVID pretty bad and knocked you out for a little bit? Oh,
1: yeah. I was scared. I was A couple nights I was thinking I should go to the hospital and be put on a respirator. But I was almost a little too scared to do that because usually that was like the kiss of death, right? You know? Yeah. I've seen so many. I had friends pass away. Same. People I knew and like family members pass away. And I was like, I was too terrified to go. One
0: of my last photos of my friend sent me a picture of him on a respirator and said, I'm just keeping the PMA. sent me my friend, Rob, rest in peace, Black Train Jack. I still have the photo on my phone. The last text he sent me the next day was gone. It was brutality, bro. Yeah. It was so fucking surreal, man. Because you were seeing it happen to other people, then when it comes like like that, you know? Yeah, man,
1: it was a hard time. I, a lot of people uh, went through some horrible stuff. Yeah.
0: I just feel, I feel like maybe hopefully the world's, I don't know, maybe we're more, I don't know, aware of just everything, or health, or just everything. I would hope yeah. coming out of that something positive, you know? I, I feel know. like more people woke up as far as, like, how they're taking care of themselves. I hope so. Well, mentally. I'm mentally, everything. Mentally, mentally and physically. Right but and also as bad as social media is and how a negative place it is where people to have conversations like this yeah. i think it brought a lot of people together you could see what's happening around the whole world you know what i'm saying it yeah, kind of brought us together in a sense it,
1: it did man i still think there's a lot of positivity in the internet and i still yeah. think that there is things to be laughed at online <laughs> so, right there's still some there's still some good out there in it for yeah. sure man like
0: do you spend a lot of time on it social n- media no
1: i do not Yeah. I, I at this point i just i post about if my band is playing you know, Sandra got mad at me. She's like, why don't you ever post about us? And I'm like, because I don't want people to really know about my family. It's my family. I try to keep it off. No, like, I, I love that. Out of that. And she, that. she gets upset about it. Like, you need to, like, you know, brag about your kids or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just don't like people knowing about you've
0: always been like that too very personal yeah I like just, you know it's my personal life i keep I, I like that i try to you know
1: yeah so recently she made me post a picture of our family and <laughs> my, my birthday party <laughs> that's
0: nice <laughs> yeah. but you never check messages or check dms or
1: rarely read comments. people get so mad about me because i don't yeah it was funny because we put out revolution spring this is funny this goes to comments and someone kept commenting there's only there's barely any bad comments ever about that Revolution Spring record we got FAT. It was nothing but Dope. positive stuff. That's and, amazing. Uh, but our guitar player at the time was not used to, he was like watching all the comments constantly. and I was like, listen man, just don't even, who cares? Who fucking cares? Don't waste your time. And two, don't waste your time. And three, who cares if one person doesn't like your guitar playing or whatever? Cause you're not ever gonna be Dan. No one's ever gonna, you know, you're yeah. gonna get something like that from someone somewhere.
0: You never be good enough for anybody. First and foremost, it, and
1: there was only like one really bad comment ever on one of the videos, and he was going, he's getting so upset. I'm like, dude, you just need to like, who cares, man? Like, yeah, let it go.
0: Who is this person? Who cares? Have they ever wrote a song? Have they ever been in a band? Like it, all those comments is like, yeah. are they bots? Are they real people?
1: True, true. It's just
0: one negative one of like a thousand positive ones. Word, yep. But yeah. also, I get because we are sensitive, sensitive humans. Mm,
1: mm, mm, yeah, but I I try not to do the internet. Just takes too much of my time, man. Yeah. I'd rather sit down and play my guitar or, you know, watch wrestling with my youngest son and let him beat me up or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just have, or go skate if I have. Cause I don't have much time, man. I work and then I, you know, I'm trying to be home with the kids or cook dinner. I cook dinner. You good cook? Yeah, yeah. I cook dinner a lot. And like, so, you know, and then all the music I do, do so much. You know, it's like, I'm not going to, I try not to waste my time
0: online. Yeah. And you're still skating. Trying to. As much as I can. My yeah. right
1: knee is shot, but uh, I still skate. Yeah, absolutely. I got a really fun skate park. It's all concrete right by my house uh, in Chandler Park. It's like it's awesome. It's like a Dr. Dre video. Oh, is on it? Saturdays and Sundays, DJs. Oh, and, that's sick. You know, you've got like it's it's fun, man. It's it sounds crazy, but it's actually really cool. It's a good park to skate and just good vibes. Everyone barbecuing out there and stuff, which I don't, you know, eat meat, but it's yeah, cool to, to like to be in that park
0: skating all the time. It's that's awesome. Sweet. Are you uh, are you sober? Guy? I am not sober. Because uh, you guys have that well-wishes whiskey. Is that something?
1: Yeah, yeah. We put out our own bourbon. That's cool. Uh, My wife
0: loves bourbon. It's all in this fucking house.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard, man. I, I sometimes feel like I should go to rehab for drinking. I really? Drink, I drink a lot. Okay. Y- you know, and it's like, it's come to the point to Your where, whole life? No, no, no. I was- Clean and sober for quite a while. Were you straight
0: edge for a second too? No? I was
1: never straight edge, but okay. I was definitely doing nothing for years. Yeah, not claiming. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> claim much of anything. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. I'm a skateboarder, I guess. I'll claim be a skateboarder. That's all I got.
0: So drinking, what? What you've been drinking a lot?
1: Yeah, man. i And it's you know, it's so normal to me that I should probably, I don't know, i should probably. Well,
0: also, you weren't happy with your job for a long time. Too. That's what started it. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's it's what like started it. I was miserable. I wasn't
1: seeing my kids. I'd get off at eight in the morning, and I'd be like wide awake and wired from being, you know, at work, being in a freezer, just going crazy all day. And so I'd grab like you know, pint of gin, go home, have a couple drinks, go to bed. Yeah. And that turned into I can drink every day, and it doesn't matter.
0: It's crazy. That's like the norm. Like it's not cool. Like like what dads. It's like dads work so much for their families, but they have no time to spend with their families. But they're making the money to support the families became and hang out with them. American a,
1: dream it's a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy thing that like that we I mean you've been doing it for a long time but a lot of people did just do music or other things never had to really they have these free time you know what i'm saying like and you yeah. you have six children you're balancing a career and working and keeping the fucking roof over everybody's head and then being with the kids it's, it's no joke man it's, it's hard lot, it's right. stressful
1: you know and and then you know the original job i was working at that warehouse was very demanding physically i was like 145 pounds and super cut Five. but it was also killing my all my joints yeah back so i'm throwing thousands of cases a day and my body would hurt so bad, and I couldn't go to bed because I was hurting so bad, so I'd be like, okay, a couple gin and
0: tonics, go to bed. Were you missing tour a lot, like wanting to be full-time band at that point, working those jobs, like <sighs> getting the fuck out of here?
1: No, but I, what I did miss was traveling. Yeah, seeing the world. Nomadic, man. Like, You love traveling.
0: I love it. I love going to a different city and just walking around. And, I know.
1: You know, like everything about it.
0: Do you think looking back, like, not that we didn't appreciate it, but we were so like in our whole world, like... As you get older, like, fuck, I miss, like, I'd love to go back into, to this one city, to that one spot, and just spend the day, and bring my kids there, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, exactly.
1: I definitely blew it. Like, I never went to, like, what is that, the Louvre in Paris? Like, I wish I would have went. Same. I wish I would have
0: went. How many times have you been to the Eiffel Tower? Oh, this time, I'm not going to miss it this time. I mean, or, I saw it from yeah. afar, and I was like, that's cool. All the churches in Prague, just all this beautiful shit.
1: Yeah, man. Well, Prague, I definitely went crazy in Prague the first time I went there. I was like, I couldn't believe how beautiful that city sure. was, so I, like, I went everywhere.
0: It's like an AFI video, yeah. <laughs> which they which they did shoot there. They did shot the, <laughs> I didn't know that they shot their video. There. It's like uh, goth and just like dark. I fucking love it. I love Davey. Davey, I ran into the other night. I man, he looks. Dude, he looks. Like he's a superhero to me, dude. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like jack, just like fucking, he's perfect. He's cool, man. They just sold out the forum. Was crazy with one of their albums. Yeah, Whoa. man. I forgot. That album was like one of their big albums. That's crazy. He's yeah, yeah, he's. Are you are you. you There's some bands that you still listen to from that era, like a lot of. That, you listen to new shit or mostly old stuff? I I listen to a lot of new stuff,
1: man. I, I'm, new hardcore too. Yeah, I, like I love Scowl. My friend plays guitar. With, yeah, like I Scowl's rad. And Dude, so good. I know who is. We were talking about him earlier. You yeah, know what I mean, like what I, what I really love, I love about Scowl, um, what I really love about the hardcore movement is seeing it being more inclusive to black and women and 100. gay. And yes. the same thing is happening in ska. Like you'll come to a ska show and it's young, old, trans, you know, straight, gay, and you Know, it's, I was still a little bit white ish, but a lot of more people of color yeah. coming down to Sky. and I think it's so inclusive that I love that. But it's beautiful that the younger generation has brought that back
0: 100% because it was lost for a long time, it was
1: lost for a very long time, 100%. And you
0: that's know? why we get into it because yeah. it was a community of all types of people. Yeah, Do you when, when I, I started, g- yeah,
1: even in the, like the mid 80s, it was still very much the outcast, yes, black, white, gay. Didn't matter. Yes. The freaks, the weirdos.
0: Then it get kind of weird in the '90s where it was like kind of like I don't know, man. Yep, yep.
1: I'd say '89, '90. Got, got
0: very judgmental. it Got militant. All different sectors of it. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yep. It got separate, like
1: divided. It did, and it was weird, man. Like when you and I were kids, it was like punk and hardcore and ska. Like we, all, everyone did everything. it together.
0: Yeah. Right. Then it was just like that was the Skinhead of. shows, straighthead shows positive show, whatever the shows were you know yeah man but now seeing that, i went to see this band zulu the other night a record store like 500 people on a wednesday night it was fucking insane yeah and i live in california so maybe i feel it but it's thriving california is crazy for hardcore right now i'm sure it is in detroit and everywhere else in the world but this is where i see mm-hmm. going to these shows yeah, and yeah. young bands and like yep but also like hardcore historians where they like giving props to the older bands yeah like wearing old t shirts or like naming them as their influences or other bands we we're friends with, you know? Yeah. It's I, not like we're new and fuck the old. They're like actually paying homage. Well that's what I is love nice. about the hip hop scene right now. Yeah. It
1: seemed like hip hop just did not it didn't recognize its past mm. for years, right? Yeah. And now I feel like a lot of hip hop artists are really kind of acknowledging, you know, from the beginning all the way up to where they're at now. Which is nice to see because it was like ah uh, hip hop yeah. they come and go. Yeah, or something. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's nice to see that kind of being a thing too in hip hop as well. Yeah.
0: What do you think of like gatekeeping and all that corny stuff? I don't even know what that means. It means people. <laughs> it's so. It's a word that people throw around. A lot of young kids throw it around mm-hmm. now too. It's like it's the people who are like gatekeepers of hardcore. Like that to them, the new shit's not hardcore. So hardcore is over. It's like they're hardcore. That that was it. And they're the ones. No, we gatekeep. This is what the real shit is, and your shit's not. I I hate it. I'm 53 years old and I love all the new shit. And if my band never plays again, I'll know that Harko is in a great place. Do you know what I'm saying? Like as yeah. an elder, elder man, whatever.
1: It's not punk to gatekeep.
0: I know. All the old heads like this is my, you know I mean? Like we were talking about yesterday, me and Hory, like when Madball came out, all the old heads were like, this is too bouncy. This is too rap. <sighs> H12, that's the New York car. You guys are too pop. You're too melodic. That's the type of shit. Like there's no blueprint to this shit. Right. Like hardcore is more than just the sound and the look it's fucking it's a way of life it's culture man It's culture like you were saying man. so it's like there's a lot of people like oh turnstile is not this I think turnstile is so fucking hardcore because they have every element of every type of all-in-one I think it's beautiful. They could have a 311 kind of vibe too for us growing up. I couldn't okay We covered a Madonna song, but we couldn't have certain influences because people like oh, that's not hardcore you had to have, like, a certain style or... or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. It, but I, I still love pop music.
1: I, I don't get into the gatekeeping. There's definitely some gatekeepers in the ska reggae world. Uh, and I, I don't... I was going to ask you that. And I don't world. buy that, man. I don't, I don't yeah. buy into any of that at all because I think, like, the young kids are doing it right. There wouldn't be this inclusive scene now that is ska that is, you know...
0: So ska's thriving right now.
1: Yeah, yeah but it's also, like, thriving in a way that is breaking the boundaries and bringing it back to, like, it could anyone is allowed i've gone to i've gone to shows and seen what are they the people who dress up in animal furries? oh yeah costumes furries. yeah i've seen furry people at Scott shows. sick like no one cares yeah you're there because you want to have a good time and you might you must like the music and yeah you, you got to be an all right person yeah and i you'll see nobody mess with that person yeah you know as opposed
0: and, to maybe a hardcore show in the 90s somebody rocking that like
1: and so all these gatekeeping people that are kind of older that don't I like to that know the, the word now kids, using it now gatekeeping. That, yeah, yeah. You're teaching me, Toby. <laughs> You're cool. teaching me. You're a good teacher. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, there's some old people that weren't like vibing with some of these new young ska bands, and I was like, dude, these kids are cool, man. They're they're cool. Like what they're doing is cool. Some of it's different, so what? It's neat. Yeah. Let them in. Like it doesn't matter. Like yeah. And that is what's. Building the new ska scene and making it thrive—you know—I think it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, evolving is great, and, yeah. and new things are great. It's scary to people that it's not—they're not used to it. But things got to change, and absolutely, I love the different generations of all of it. Yeah,
1: people hated the Suicide Machines when you started because we we ruined ska.
0: Really? <laughs> you know, they hated us. Wow, it wasn't real big fish.
1: Uh, no, but I definitely <laughs> almost beat up one of their horn players. <laughs> oh
0: no! Wow, he's being a jerk. Was there like ska beef back then with bands or not? Nah? Uh. Yeah. Probably yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was. Um You guys toured the boss tones too, right? Oh yeah, I love the boss I fucking tones. Fucking love the boss tones, bro. Yeah, I love They the changed boss my life taking us on tour and showing us how to be yeah, professional, yeah. tried to be yep. on time for sound checks, so the way they treated opening bands. Yep. Shared their catering.
1: Yep, great people.
0: Incredible, man. Yeah, I love that band. So it's back really then there was like no ska beef with different bands or
1: there wasn't from the machine. Any ska diss tracks? Uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know this. I don't know. Yeah,
1: no, no. the only The only the only the only real ska beef was is that like, uh, you know, we 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 ruined it because we were too punk. Mm. So people like the ska bands didn't want to play with us because we were too punk. Yeah, and it was too wild if we played because we you know we played like a hardcore band even though we were playing you did, ska. You really
0: did. It was super hard. Yeah,
1: you know. And then some of the punk people, no names mentioned, were like ska. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we're just kind of like. Dude man the whole point of this stuff is like the, the specials a lot of people don't get it. the specials were way more punk than people think
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you really listen to their music especially not just the message of the idea of black and white together but if you look at if you listen to some of the music did you hear the punk in it mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't understand that like that they were doing that back then you could yeah. say my band sucks because we're too punk or were 2Ska. Yeah. If you really listen back to the old stuff like Fishbone and the Specials, like Ooh. they were they were doing the same thing. Yeah. It just wasn't as extreme. Mm. You know? I love
0: Fishbone, man. Yeah, Und- underrated band, dude. We we'll do that first record. I wish it's they one were the best things ever. Massive. Like, they mm. was so incredible, man. Angela's such a great front man and... Phenomenal. Incredible front. albums mm-hmm. and, like, I had him on the pod, too. Interesting, awesome human and, like... Yeah. Just they're still doing it as well. Yeah, it's one of the first ska bands I ever got into, you know, mm. for sure. That was like your first intro to it? Uh, that wasn't
1: my intro to it. I think my intro to it was probably listening to Blondie Ooh. covering like The Tide Is High. Huh? I didn't really know what it was, but I liked it as a kid. Wow. It's one of the first records I ever bought. Okay. Like fifth grade.
0: I was, ta- I, was I had, a, you know, you heard Yellow Wolf? Yeah. Had him on the party. He was talking about, talking about the first white rapper ever, and he was like, um, it was Blondie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's pretty, absolutely. It's pretty interesting. Fan I 5 Freddy. About, yeah, dude. Yeah, 100%. I know. It's just crazy. You don't think about her in that in that
1: world, you know? Yeah, I do. Okay. One of the coolest things ever is we were playing Roseland in New York City. Ooh, Roseland. And uh, she came to the show, and so wow. did the guitar player. But they were there to see No Doubt. Oh, it shit. No, that was, it was like, okay. yeah, it was us, No Doubt. And I'm like, sick. Oh. And so, me is the kid who bought Blondie Auto American, because I loved them in fifth grade, Jesus. I was like, oh, man, damn. Yeah, Deborah and, Harry's here And yeah. I was blown My mind was blown She's there I'm like She's just gonna be They're just gonna watch No doubt When her upset looked over And there's Deborah Harry rocking out to us wow. And I was like Oh my god She's actually I don't get starstruck About anything I don't care about I don't care about I don't care about Music people Yeah I don't care about actors I don't care about Any of that Where's stuff Blondie bro But it was <laughs> Right That was the one One of the few times I was like Oh boy This is heavy You know Yeah Yeah I don't get that way Ever fuck yeah 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 i was too afraid to even talk to him i didn't talk to them. Like, how
0: was that tour no doubt tour
1: oh we did a couple of them they're great that's man. awesome No man. doubt's great people
0: great people Fantastic. i said tony on here too is yeah man oh canal dude yeah. this
1: is awesome
0: what a great band dude yep so many amazing songs
1: oh yeah steve the trumpet player that would tour with them all time skates by the way so, oh he does yeah he's good it's got wow. it's got mad pops, dude. They're, they're I think they're tripping out one day on tour because we were ollieing over a garbage can inside the club, and they're kind of like,
0: "Oh, don't break your arm." Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Fuck. Do you have any um uh, daily rituals you do? Um, a coffee head. I can see this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I. I How well, many coffees
0: a day you want? I only only one. Okay, sick. That's a pretty decent sized one.
1: Yeah, man. Well, yeah, it's a big coffee. It's okay. Um, no
0: judgment. I fuck with ca- caffeine.
1: Yeah, only one man. Um, I don't have much of a ritual. I'll make like a, um, a, you know the the ju- I don't know what the egg patty is, the fake egg patty. Oh yeah, just egg. Yeah, I'll make a just egg patty and like a, Ma- a McMuffin before I go into work Sick. and go to work all day. Uh, when I get home from work, I'm usually when I'm not doing something at night, I am the the cook. Yeah. So I will go do the shopping because we don't like to shop for you know week ahead of time we
0: shop yeah. usually on a
1: daily or every so
0: a lot of cooking at home for your family
1: yeah so like if i come home and i'm i'm free and i'm not doing something i'm the cook for the night so wow it's
0: usually how it works so but like no like uh ex- do you work out and stuff like that or
1: no no i don't work out anymore i do kind of i mean i have to stretch these days to skate that's <laughs> Oh sure. yeah you and know? play
0: too yeah probably yeah
1: yeah yeah i have to man i'm uh <laughs> 50 years old it's uh i gotta start doing something
0: um, so. <laughs> do you consider yourself an optimist or pessimist Oh, I think I heard you should ask this on your podcast, That's right? What I mean, what I mean. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> am I optimist or pessimist? I'm an optimist, man. You seem like it. For sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've always been that way.
1: I uh, yeah, yeah. I try to I try to
0: be. You've I th- always I like don't
1: even think I try to be. I just think I am. Yeah. You know?
0: You've always believed in yourself. Yeah. Pushed hard.
1: And I believe in when I believe in somebody or something, I I'm full in. Go hard
0: yeah, full yeah. in, yeah. Did yeah, do you ever you ever want to quit playing music? Yeah. No, no, no. No.
1: I love I love creating. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm still uh, writing
0: songs and you write all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I do the Traders because it's like two-tone style ska, so I don't have to go crazy on stage and actually play guitar. So yeah. I, I have to like, <laughs> I, I want to do the machines how I want to do the machines. Will my body allow me to do the machines like I want to do the machines in the next couple of years? Yeah. You know, probably not. So I this is kind of like me accepting that I can't, you know, do a backflip off the stage or something, you know, into the crowd. Like, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah we got to chill, man. Yeah, t- you know, and <laughs> so, like, that that's just kind of, like, where I'm at. Like, I definitely know. But, yeah, I don't I never want to c- quit playing music. It's like, you know, I don't see painters quit painting, mm. you know, or, you know, any artists quit doing their art, you know.
0: Yeah. So. Do you have any uh, major regrets in your life? Uh...
1: I don't. I don't think so, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here today, where I'm at, and in the frame of mind I'm in, if I, if I had any. True. You learn from them. Mm-hmm. You learn from your mistakes,
0: man. Yeah.
1: And that's how you be an optimist.
0: Yeah, it's a great answer. Yeah. What about Travis Barker, um, trying out for the Suicide Machines? <laughs> that's funny. Is this a myth? This is real life. Oh, it's real life. Travis is cool, man. Came to Detroit.
1: Yeah, yeah. He came to Detroit in winter. Fuck. He's a you know what? Rivers- County kid. Yeah. Riverside boy, right? Yeah. And he and uh. You know, he had some things going on in his life to where he, you know, he, he really couldn't commit and stay. Was out, it Aquabats out there. time? Or yeah, it was Aquabats. Yeah, it was Aquabats time. Yep. Okay, okay. Was Aquabats time. And, he, and he didn't, he was just going through some stuff and he really needed to be out here, but he came and was like, forget this winter stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he came and left real quick.
1: Yeah, he was like, uh is there and he's like, I don't think I can handle staying, you know, being in the, one, I have things I have to take care of at home. Two, I, I don't think he could hang with the winters.
0: He couldn't so. hang, right? Yeah,
1: I can't either. I'm I'm done with Are it. Are you over it? I mean, even with the climate change, we don't even have hard winters anymore in Detroit, but yeah. it's like uh, I still just don't wanna be in the winter anymore, man. But w- would you move somewhere else? Yeah, Costa Rica. I'll go surf. I'll have Max mm. come down and teach me how to surf.
0: You're talking about that. You can move there with Bo. Mm-hmm. He's got a spot out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bo's ah. down there with his whole family, so he, he didn't he doesn't know yet, but I'm gonna
0: bug him, give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any um any big inspirations in your life that or top fives or anything like that or artist or
1: no man i i don't man it's a daily thing yeah you know that keeps me going something new coming my way and it's you know whatever whatever it is could be something ridiculously simple like my kid yeah saying something mm-hmm. you know what i mean like or or yeah. it could be if who knows what learning something like i'm building a pizza a restaurant right now oh wow and so like just weird stuff like that's been inspiring
0: you beat it's your, your pizza spot no,
1: no, not my own. I'm building it for a personal. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're building it from the, the ground up, like putting everything, everything. So it's like, you know, I, that's inspirational to me. Like, just learning stuff I haven't done yet construction. Still learning, yeah. Yeah, man, it's fun. But well, you're a pretty great handyman. I'm getting there. Getting there. I'm thinking about going back to actually get, like, go to school for electrical maybe. No so, way. Just that's for, amazing. Just for, to just have the knowledge,
0: right? Roger from Agnostic Front has that. And he lived in the squat for like 20 years in Lower East Side and he put all the electricity in there. And I thought that was so cool. Like you went to le- went to school for that. Yeah, man. It's like, yo, it's you're heavy. You're a singer of AF, and you're fucking putting electrical in this building. Well, that's it's the cool thing. to have the skill like that.
1: Yeah, like I can sh- I can do a lot of easy electrical stuff like around houses, but I would like to know how to like really really do it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: like still learning and pushing yourself. That's awesome. Yeah. man.
1: Yeah, man. Fuck. It's fun. I like it. That's why I said it's like almost like a, almost a daily thing. It doesn't happen every day. You know, any inspiration. I I, I just don't have any real inspiration.
0: F- you had no favorite MCs growing up.
1: Uh, well, yeah, man, Rakim. Hell yeah, right uh, there next to you, yeah, hell yeah.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> I need to see that, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. The right, best, dude, you know, yeah. is the best. You
1: know, and for sure.
0: Woo, I, I really nice. like
1: Chip Foo from the Fushnikins.
0: What? Yeah. You're the first person to mention Fushnikins on here. Yeah. Lash chip. move, we yeah, ain't got yeah, nothing. Yeah, 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 to, yeah. That's crazy. I really
1: like, I, I tried, like, a lot of that Fast Ska stuff I would do, over, mm. was really inspired by him.
0: Or DOS FX, too.
1: Oh, DOS, yeah, I have, yeah, I have that first 12-inch. <sighs> yeah.
0: So you like a lot of the, like the New York shit?
1: Oh yeah, well yeah, I mean, definitely East Coast stuff for sure.
0: You ever fucked with Eminem? Um, not
1: really, man. I, he's all is right. Is it a
0: Detroit thing because you're from there? Is it like no? He's okay.
1: People? I mean, he has some good songs, right? Like wow, I don't love him. They're you know, eight I, miles pretty legit though. Eight miles very legit. I live off seven mile, and it's like blood. Okay. It's blood neighborhood. Okay, you know, I'm on the edge of it, living now in Gross Point, which is a nice neighborhood, but it's a blood neighborhood, and it's like real stuff, like. I swear, Vezo, you know, once he got out of jail for being a blood, he put out a lot of good music. Wow. Um,
0: oh, gosh. So 8 miles. Shitty
1: Boys. The Shitty Boys. Shitty Boys. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. What's no, it's legit. Those? Yeah. It's legit, man. I take 8 Mile every day to work. I, I go. Is it still
0: kind of like grimy out there in 8 Mile? Robert? I've seen
1: some horrible stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it gets grimy. So he grew up as legit, like trailer park, straight up. Like,
1: Yeah, he's legit. I don't know. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, listen, man, I worked and lived in the shelter. I don't remember any of the stuff like in that movie. Really? (laughs) No, I don't remember any of that at all. No
0: freestyle battles? No, I remember a
1: bunch of some white guys that were terrible on the mic, you know, for sure. (laughs) But like, I don't remember any crazy. You know what? There was some battles for sure. There's definitely some rap battles, but like it wasn't like the movie. But as far as him being legit, yeah, man, everyone knows he's legit man. Like he's he's the real deal. Yeah,
0: you know. What are some other bigger MCs from Detroit? Really, not.
1: Um, well, these days, like you've got Baby Sada, uh, and then you know, I swear, Vezo, the Shitty Boys, which is Baby Tron.
0: Baby, Baby Tron, yeah, my son yeah. told about me about him yesterday. Yeah, should, so
1: yeah. yeah, so Shitty Boys is his old clique. It's his it's so, group. Shitty Boys, yeah, Shitty Boys. <laughs> Do they have this re- record called the Three Pete And they took really old songs like, doom, doom, doom. Dum, 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 and they rhyme over it. Wow! And it's really bad production because they're on actually taking. Yeah, it's Jamon. I have that seven inch here, actually. They Fuck. they rhyme over all these old songs and flip them. Oh, you know who's really good, man? A lot, but he's from Flint. Is uh, John Connor?
0: John Connor? Yeah, okay. from
1: Flint, man. He was one of Dre's boys. I don't know why he didn't like blow up, but mm. John Connor from Flint's excellent.
0: There was another band on the Warp tour. They got in a fight with Eminem's crew. They were like two dudes from Detroit. Isham.
1: Yeah, it's my friend. Really? Yeah, Esham's great.
0: Still around, right yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow! You don't mess with Esham. he's real too. You remember? that remember the War Tour. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, Crazy. He went on their bus and fought all the D12. Yes. Him, him and only his DJ walked Whoa. right on the whole D12 bus and was like, "Step." Wow! How crazy is that? Like that's how crazy. So you remember that? that that's how crazy
0: Isham is. So he's still around. Still, alive. yeah, man. He's great. It's a cool dude. And is Coda's life still play or? Yeah,
1: they're back together.
0: Wow! Yeah, yeah, they're playing their. So part. legendary. That, that's one. bit I see a lot of the newer hardcore kids like wearing their shirts and. People really like love Kota's life. Listen, man, I I love
1: Jeff Canales, and I I want the best for him. I hope that you know I I'm glad they're back together. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And I if there's anyone I want to see succeed in this world, he's one of them. You know, yeah. He's, he's a great person, man. So I'm really I'm, I'm I'm rooting for him. I hope I hope this goes well.
0: Yeah. So the band, you, so you so the record you have right now, and the tour, Ron. How, how many more shows you got?
1: Uh, we've got only got San Diego tonight and Tijuana tomorrow. So.
0: And then, what's next for you as far as like touring or Suicide Machines? Or... Um,
1: I'm playing next w- next weekend with No Effects in The Descendants for one of those last No wow. Effects shows. So where's that? That one's in Columbus, Ohio, something like this with Suicide Machines. Yeah, yeah, Suicide Machines are wow. playing that. And then after that, I go back on tour at the Traders, East Coast to the Midwest, and then uh, it's just all Grind weekends, event. all yeah. weekends from there on out, just fly-ins. So yeah. Until like November, all weekend fly-ins.
0: Yeah, so, so Suicide Machines are back yep. yep Might be like a Maybe like a fuller tour next year or something Who knows
1: We are gonna try to do the West Coast With um Against All Authority Sick Yeah so, Great band Yeah, yeah, yeah The Arizona? Arizona? Uh, Florida. Florida Miami Okay Miami Oh yeah Yeah, so It's a
0: great band too, man Yeah, it's punk Yeah
1: They were the other band that everyone <laughs> hated on Because we were too punk or too ska Or not really? ska or not punk enough, yeah you know what i mean like we, we always got that whole i mean that's the beginning of the gatekeeping right yeah you learned a new word today <laughs> i did i feel smarter <laughs> see there's the inspiration for the day
0: yeah i learned a new a new uh well thank you for coming man i really appreciate it i know you got a no, show it's tonight it's good to see you it's fucking catching up with you and learning more about your life that's why i love this podcast just like it's people's stories and shit man
1: do you remember that day i picked you up my car broke down it was like me, you, Moon. I think maybe my daughter Adeline. My car broke down in the middle of the freeway. Oh yeah, what I don't remember. I don't remember, but I remember picking you got y'all up for, to go hang out and do something. food or something. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: I love that we connected back then, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. Yeah, man. And knowing, sure. knowing your family and yeah. knowing your journey, and you've always been a hard worker, man. Yeah,
1: and my and my wife absolutely adores Moon. So it's like that's rare for her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, sir. Yep. Soma in the house, San Diego, all the shows you booked and shit and played shows and oh, yeah. Golden yeah. Voice, all that, man.
1: Yep. Yeah, got Jerry Brooks up in here. Used to Appreciate run it. You guys
0: coming to play down there. That was awesome, man. As soon as you walked in the yard, I was like, I recognize this dude. I met you a million times throughout my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tonight is San Diego? Yep.
1: Yeah. Soda Bar.
0: Awesome. And people can find you. Can people, You really talk to people online, so people really can't reach out to you. And I am, I, I, man. I, it's
1: hard. I don't of really like, like that. It.
0: You know. Off the grid, but on the grid. In yeah,
1: way. I really don't want to be on the grid. <laughs> I really don't.
0: Yeah. well, so. but So the people just want to reach out or just check for your dates and go to your website. So you have an Instagram, though, right? For uh, the traders?
1: Uh, all, my bands, all my bands have Instagrams and stuff. Hellmouth, and, and, everything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hellmouth has one. But
0: it's, you don't run none of that shit?
1: No, man. I don't touch any of it, man. I ha- I have my own, which a lot of people follow, but... I mean, if it's, it's if it's something serious, I'll probably answer you, you know. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I it's getting weird. It's getting weird out there, man. So, <laughs> it really is, know, right? You know, it's not a negative thing, man. I mean, it's necessary.
0: It's ne- we need it to promote everything we're doing.
1: It's true, and you know, and it, there is a good side to it. There, there really is. I th- think
0: there's a lot of dark shit on there too, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Are your kids full on social media? Alone? Oh
1: God, my one of my daughters is like a, a TikTok star. Really? Yeah, dude. I, I'm not i am not going to... I don't want to... Don't, yeah, her. don't,
0: don't see her name, but NBA. She's uh, a crazy... She blew up on there?
1: Pretty much. She's. Wow. I mean, I don't know about blowing up, but yeah, I mean, she really should... Uh, whatever you have to do to trademark it to get paid or whatever, she should, probably should. Mm. But uh, she's an insane costume designer. Wow. And so she does all the crazy cosplay stuff, but half the times you can't even... She doesn't look like her. Whoa. So it's bizarre, but she goes to all the cons and stuff and people That's trip out on her and people she does all kinds of cra- it's crazy.
0: That's freaking crazy. You know,
1: it's 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 inspiring, but she wants to go design you know, costumes How old is she? clothes. She is twenty. Okay. Uh they're twenty. Yeah. And uh That is so cool. Yeah, and it's impressive the things that Viv my kid can make. It's mind blowing. And it's all tiktok too Me, cool. makes these crazy I mean it's just bizarre the things that wow that Viv can make it's insane
0: to see and the other kids are on social media probably And eh, not really yeah you know not, not really my son's like that too he like he doesn't post he's always surfing he's outside skating I love that yeah never yeah. played video games was always like doing stuff outside in California and like yeah. not like on there like he's basically old school he's yeah. basically old school yeah like he really lives a Cali boy he's surfing right now surfs right. every day skates right. Hangs yeah. out with this girl. He posts because he does modeling. So my wife's like, "Hey, you should. We check in on my cage. You post that thing from me? Should, okay, yeah, I do that, but yeah, doesn't yeah. really care about. I love that.
1: Yeah, my my other kid, Millie, uh, is a baker, and so like she'll post up what she bakes. She, nice. It's crazy, man. Like she st- started off being. In, she started off in a vegan restaurant, and uh, once we moved to the east side of Detroit, there's a bakery, and she got a job there, and because she, she could already do it. Yeah. Even though that. Isn't a vegan bakery she works at now, but she's like a crazy baker, you know. And she's that's you know, so cool, man. Yeah, it's bizarre. So you'll see her post up some crazy stuff that they. So all they the kids bake, are into different things. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. She's, like, she's a phenomenal cook, actually, too, as far as being a vegan cook.
0: So she's cooking at the house too. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. So it's either usually her or I cooking, you
0: know. It's so cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck. What a great what a what a, what a, what a journey you had. Yeah, in dude. Life. It ain't over. It ain't over. <laughs> Still out there doing it though. Yeah, of course. Keeps us young, man. We're yeah. very very lucky to keep doing this shit. And actually people caring. Keeps Do you know what I mean?
1: keeps your, your your mental health.
0: It does. If we didn't have this yeah. um yeah, as release. Yeah. yeah. As an expression. It's I, therapy.
1: Yeah, you see some of your friends get caught into these cycles and I don't think they have the outlet to, you know, mm-hmm. grow more. Yeah. So keep growing.
0: Yeah, it's super important, man. Yeah, it is. Keep creating and reinventing yourself and absolutely having conversations like this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks to listening. Thank you for being here. Hell yeah. Thank you, brother. And we out of here. Peace. Bye. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos. I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg. It's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out. Swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details of anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo off in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TOBYH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art laser technology. Cryo technology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.